Two guys, two continents, two missionaries, one gospel. You're listening to the Truth Be Known podcast with your hosts, Nathaniel Jolly and Bill Isa. Okay, for you guys out there who are listening to our podcast and you're thinking about doing your own, uh, just real quick in 30 seconds, let me give you a heads up. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. In 30 seconds here, it's absolutely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is awesome. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and many more. Also, you can make money from your podcast, which is exactly what I'm doing right now, in 30 seconds with no minimum listenership. It's an awesome place to do your podcast. It's everything you need all in one place. So download the free Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started. Super easy. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, go check it out. So without further ado, we'll jump right into our content. Okay, Bill, what are some of the craziest things you've heard people claim in the name of Jesus? Uh, uh, a lot. A lot, you know. Yeah, people claim almost everything under the name of Jesus. They say, you know, some of the, one of the funniest is that uh, someone who is married, uh, as I'm married to Priscilla, and you are married to Jane, then I come and tell you, my friend Nathaniel, Jesus has told me that this wife of mine, Priscilla, is not my wife. So Jesus has told me that Jane, who is your wife, is my wife. In Jesus' uh, name. In Jesus' name. And people believe everything so long as it's accompanied by that phrase, in Jesus' name. And so when I tell you something like that, then you, you need to, to say, okay, you get, you get her in Jesus. And then, so they claim each and everything. I can even claim your house, the house that you built out of your, this, of your sweat. I just claim it in Jesus. So people do everything. Now, brother, that, okay. So I expected you to give me some kind of strange example because we know that, you know, when things are crazy here in the West, oftentimes they get a little more crazy. Yeah, crazy here. But I cannot imagine someone sure. walking up to me and saying, God told me that your wife was actually supposed to be my wife and I'm claiming that in Jesus' name. I, brother, I, you know, let's not even talk about that because I, I don't know that my response would be very Christian to someone who's trying to claim my wife. <laughs> that, that is that but, is but, absolutely but, crazy. But, but brother, but brother, it's in Jesus' name. Why don't you want to, to obey Jesus? That is crazy. Welcome to another episode of Truth Be Known Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Jolly. And Bill Isa. And uh, if you haven't guessed already, today we're going to be dealing with the phrase, in Jesus' name, that is so often used in the charismatic Pentecostal uh, circles. But before we jump into this, just want to remind you guys that we have a new email address. We would love to hear from you. It is truthbeknownpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Truthbeknownpodcast at gmail.com. Now, brother, this is an interesting topic. We have both heard some just crazy things. Thinking about your first example there, I believe sometime in just the last year, two years, maybe three years, a guy at a Kenneth Copeland meeting 
stood up and claimed one of Kenneth Copeland's plane for himself in Jesus' name. Uh, this stuff is oh. it, it's bizarre, um, but it is widespread in the charismatic Pentecostal church. And so we'll go through some scriptures and just kind of talk about it. But here's the reality, and I think you and I are on the same page here. Using it the way it is often used is just basically tantamount to a spell, witchcraft. As though saying, in Jesus' name, give some kind of special power in order to make sure whatever it is you're saying comes true. What are your thoughts on that, brother? Brother, what I mean, this guy claimed one of the planes of Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, in Jesus' name. He stood up in, a, I, I believe it was Kenneth Copeland. He was saying, you know, just whatever you want, claim it in Jesus' name. And a guy stood up in his meeting and said, you know, I claim this particular plane in the name of Jesus. And apparently... And I, I'm just I'm, I'm just curious and eager to know whether he gave it to him or not. I don't alter the details of that because it's just too nuts. Just the fact <laughs> that people think they can do that is crazy. I mean, the way it's used is basically just like a witch doctor would use a spell. I got a few examples that I pulled off of social media. Listen to some of these things. I, I was up late last night, like one, two in the morning mm. this morning, just reading all these different things on social media that are using in Jesus' name. So listen to this. Paula White, mm. Paula White, who is in our White House uh, as a representative of mm. Christianity. Well, that's just because our president doesn't know what real Christianity is. But anyway, on July the 12th on Twitter, Paula White said this, I declare an end to every prolonged battle. The struggle is over in the name of Jesus. That was July the 12th. Well, brother, ha have you had any struggles since July the 12th? Well, I have. I, I mean, there's just the daily struggles of life. Paula White declared. Oh, yeah, no, those are, she uh, declared that all yeah, those, struggles, those struggles are gone. We, we, we go through those struggles every single But Paula White declared an end to every prolonged battle in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it didn't work for her. She Here's another one. Uh, she says, Lord, let it be a great day filled with unexpected blessings, good news, supernatural provision, and overflow of joy, peace, healing, and happiness in the name of Jesus. So it... You know, it must happen because she put in the name of Jesus. I mean, here's another one. Mm. Don't buy into any lie of the enemy to provoke fear in you. Rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. So what do you think about Paula White and her in the name of Jesus? So now, uh, uh, <laughs> because he, he wants to, the name of Jesus, you know, they, they use that, that, that phrase as a magic phrase, believing that once you mention that, then whatever you talk, you mention has to come to pass. You have to get whatever you, you get. So it's, it's very, it's terrible, brother, because these things, you know, I, I, you know, I was a Pentecostal for many, many years, but let me admit that this thing is more than because th th many years ago, let me say maybe 10 years ago, it, this, this thing, this in the name of G Jesus movement, fire movement, I'm hearing them these days more than I used to hear them mm -hmm. when, when I was a Pentecostal man. Yeah, so um, it's something that we need to address and, uh, and uh, warn our listeners against it through scripture. Yeah, let, let me give you a few more examples, brother. So these are some of the things mm. I found on Twitter. Here's one lady that says, praying and believing for a Tesla in Jesus' name. That's a car, a fancy car. So she's praying and believing for a car in Jesus' name. And you know, they tack that phrase on at the end. So now all of a sudden she has to get that car because she said in Jesus' name. Here, here's another one. Mm. I rebuke anything yeah. that the devil has got planned against my family in Jesus' name. 
Here's another one. Millionaire Manny, a lady referring to herself. I just love the way that rolls off my tongue in Jesus name. So she's claiming to be a millionaire in Jesus name. Here's another one. It's going to get better in Jesus name. I mean, you can scroll through and you just see line after line after line of people claiming cars and jobs and health, wealth and prosperity. And they always just like at the end, tack on that phrase in Jesus name. And here brother, there's a, there's a pastor here who, uh, you know, had issues with his neighbor and they started quarreling um, over something and then this pastor told the neighbor you know don't think that because i'm i'm, I'm a born again christian or i'm a pastor that you can just talk joke around with me i can just slap you in jesus name so imagine if then i asked myself how, how do you slap how do you sin in jesus name yeah i'm sorry brother. because you hear simply because you hear that i'm a pastor so you want to just play around with me no i can slap you in jesus name. so he can now slap people in jesus name oh my yes. goodness it this world is crazy, brother. It's really terrible. It is. I mean, mm. you know, here you are, you, you've got a pastor who is supposed to be an example of holiness to his people. Mm. And he's going around slapping people in Jesus name. That's crazy. Yes. You know, this is where these guys get this from. Andrew Womack, he teaches, I believe mm. I receive in Jesus name. Benny Hinn mm. teaches in Jesus name. Uh, I mean, all, all these guys, T.D. Jakes and T.B. Joshua, I mean, all these guys at some stage use this kind of language and people grab hold of it and they start thinking it's some kind of magical phrase or that they can do horrendous things like try to steal your wife as long as they add in Jesus name. That's crazy, brother. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on YouTube, let me continue with a few other examples and just at any point in time just stop me brother and we can talk about any of these things if something grabs your attention but last mm -hmm. night i was looking through youtube i found videos on how to receive your healing in jesus name mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean if that worked there wouldn't be a single sick person on the planet indeed i mean not to mention with all or, this covid 19 or, or, stuff or any on. poor yeah or any, or poor. any poor person right mm -hmm. I saw videos on on not just how to receive your healing in Jesus name, but how to heal people in the name of Jesus. Mm. There was videos mm. on how to receive deliverance in the name of Jesus. And I don't know what they were getting delivered from. But anyway, prayer to receive a turnaround in Jesus name. I don't even know what mm -hmm. that means. Turn around what? <laughs> I don't um, know. There, there was a video on how to receive your prophetic declaration in the name of Jesus. What's mm -hmm. that? I don't know. I mean, in the Bible... I don't think the prophets went around saying in Jesus name before they prophesied. No. Oh, in the name of Yahweh. Yeah, exactly. They, you never see that in scripture. Here's another one on YouTube, a, a video on how to receive your miracle today in Jesus name. Here's a lively one. This might be the one that takes the cake of all the little video clips I, I saw. And by the way, let me just say, I hope our listeners appreciate the work that we do for this podcast mm -hmm. because we really, I, I'm sure you do too, but we really suffer when we have to watch these videos and look this stuff up. It's yeah. painful sometimes, but sure. listen, listen to this brother. Mm -hmm. So it's a video clip of a lady getting interviewed by a, a, a news station and she's recounting the story of, she's a, a, a store owner. The lady gets mm -hmm. robbed at gunpoint. So a criminal walks into her store, pulls out a gun, points it points it into her face and she decides that she's going to rebuke the guy so he tells her with a gun in her face to get on the floor and she says no in the name of Jesus mm -hmm. oh <laughs> 
And she goes on to talk about how there's power in the name of Jesus and how she was raised believing in the power of the name of Jesus. Brother, that is about the dumbest thing I could ever think of someone doing. If someone walks into your your place of business and pull, puts a gun in your face, I don't think what you want to do is say, no, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. No. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, people here, some people have tried to, to drink poison in, in in the name of Jesus, and they've died. Are you serious? Some you, say they, they can handle snakes in Jesus' name. Yeah, we have the snake handlers here, but I haven't heard of anyone drinking poison in Jesus' name. No, they do drink poison here in Jesus' name. Wait, you know what? Wasn't there some pastors in the last year or so that got put on the news because they were passing around, uh, is it called Jick or something like that? It's basically Clorox. Yeah, Jik. Yeah, Jik. God told them that it would cleanse them, and they were drinking it in Jesus' name, and it killed their a bunch of their yeah, church yeah, yeah. members. That's crazy, brother. I mean, this, yeah, sure. this stuff it's just, crazy. it's not something that you ever see the apostles or anyone else in Scripture doing. Not once mm. do you ever see someone doing this kind of, right? Sure. Um, no, actually, I take that back. The seven sons mm. of Asiva tried this very thing. And they got stripped naked and beaten by a demon-possessed man. We're, we're going to come back to that. <clears throat> we're going to come back to that example. Um, but basically, this is the way the charismatic church uses that phrase. It, it's really not anything more than witchcraft, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, ultimately the point that, that we want to get to is the literal name Jesus is not inherently powerful, mm. right? Mm. Uh, you can walk down the street from where I live and you can probably find several people whose name is Jesus, which is Jesus, right? These guys aren't walking around healing everyone. They're not all powerful. Their shadows aren't healing everyone. They're not the bread of life. Their name is Jesus, but there, there's no power just in the name of Jesus. No more than there is any power in the name of Bill or the name of Nathaniel. Yeah. But, yeah. but this is what is believed in a lot of Christendom. It's certainly how it's used in much of the Pentecostal charismatic church. So, mm. you know, if we look at scripture, what we discover is the only reason that there's power in the name of Jesus is because of the person, Jesus Christ, right? Yes. God incarnate who made a way for our salvation. So when we talk about the name of Jesus, we're talking about not the name, but the person, Jesus himself, his character, Indeed. the things that he did, that he does, and the person that he, that, that is why there's power in the name of Jesus, because we're talking about the character and person, uh, the Christ, whose name is Jesus, right? Mm. I mean, just think about this. If the name itself meant anything, had any inherent power, like I said, the guy down the street who's from Guatemala, whose name is Jesus, he would be walking around as a living miracle, yeah. right? Jesus, Joshua, um, but that's not the case. And I, it sounds silly to compare that, but I think people just don't well think. You know, if there was power in the name of Jesus, then you could grab anybody whose name was Jesus. And, and speaking of that, even in our Lord Jesus' own time, he wasn't the only one named Jesus. That was not an yeah, unusual not name, right? What was unusual mm. was the person that belonged to that name the Messiah. Um, yeah. 
it's the person that goes with it that endows it with power. Uh, in other words, mm -hmm. the person of Christ, he's the powerful one, and, and he's the one that makes that. Now, brother, we oh, mentioned man. we mentioned the seven sons of Siva earlier. This, this is, mm. I always laugh. I, I always laugh at this story. It, it It's a serious story. There's a lot of in-depth teaching there. There's some powerful stuff there. But to me, it's also kind of funny when I think about the charismatic church because let me just read this passage. It's uh, in Acts 19, 11 through yeah. 17. God was performing mm -hmm. extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that handkerchiefs or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out. But also some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place attempted to name over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus who, whom Paul preaches. So this is the modern day equivalent of in Jesus name, right? So, exactly, yeah. So they say, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of one Siva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And the evil spirit, and so, and, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all, both wow. Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. So how did in Jesus' well, name work out for good, them? This is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, let's just, okay. Just picture that in your mind for a moment. Just just picture these mm. seven guys, right? Going mm. into the house of this one demon, one demon-possessed man, man. Seven mm. guys, all right? And in modern day, you can just picture seven charismatics walking into this guy's house who's demon-possessed, and they're like, all right, we're, mm. we're going to cast this. So they get, cast Jesus name. Yeah, so they get in there, and, and they say, we, you know, Get out of this guy in Jesus' name. And what happens next? There's this big brawl. And the next thing you, you see are seven charismatics running out of this house naked <laughs> and beaten. Naked. Na naked and beat beaten. Because saying in Jesus' name doesn't do anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because I, I, I see them come. Okay, they, they claim things in Jesus' name. And then next week they come to me and say, Pastor Bill, can, do you have 1,000 shillings? I don't have what to eat at home. So just, just <laughs> the same with these seven guys who are beaten and ran naked, even after using in Jesus' name. These guys also here every day using in Jesus' name. I'm not poor in Jesus' name today, and tomorrow it comes in secret. Do you have 1,000? Now you wonder. It's only yesterday that you said, I'm not poor in Jesus' name. So don't don't they see the contradiction? Don't do, do don't they do? I mean, don't they see that the name Jesus they use is is not the, the name of our Jesus in the Bible, our Savior? It's not. This is just their own Jesus, powerless Jesus, just like the the Jesus of these seven guys who are beaten up. Yeah, here's the interesting thing too, brother. When when you go back to that passage, listen to the the demoniac's response. He says, "I recognize yeah. Jesus." So he knows the Jesus to whom they refer. And then and then he says, and I know about Paul, right? He knows about Paul, but who are you? And and I think this is the point 
it it isn't the words in Jesus name it it power was granted to those who were in Christ right sure. who were followers sure. of Christ who who were renewed who were regenerate and and so I mean these guys they they learned a, a powerful lesson that day and it's that uh, just because you say in Jesus name doesn't mean you're you're gonna get what you think you're gonna get uh, now sure. now having said all of that Jesus is the name that God chose for his son for good reason right? Because because the name defines the overarching purpose for the coming of Christ as Messiah. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew for Joshua or Yeshua or Yahashua, right? Each which each of which means Jehovah will save. So Jesus' name was given purposefully to communicate his purpose for coming. So it is important. But as we've already said several times, lots of people had the name Jesus even in his own time, or at least some did. And today, lots of people still have yeah. the name Joshua, Jesus, you know. And and so you go to Matthew one twenty one. It it is important, but we have to we have to understand why the name is important and what the name means when we're when we are saying it. Matthew one twenty one says, "She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." Now, why was his name Jesus? Well, it goes on to say, "For he will save his people from their sin." It's not the name that saves the people; it's the person that saves the people. Yeah, but that is why he was given the name. So it is the name is important, but the name is not a magical formula. You can't yeah. just whisk away your troubles on this earth by saying in Jesus name. Yeah. Also brother um the, the seventh uh, I mean the, the we find the, the, the seventh verse of chapter 20 in Ex- Exodus that the, the 10 commandments that the third commandment where God is prohibiting us from uh, taking the name of the Lord our God in vain. He says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. I, 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 link, um, I link this passage to what these guys is. That's uh, mentioning the name of Jesus Christ where it's, it's not necessary is to me taking the name of the Lord your God in vain. And, uh, <clears throat> As the the, the the scripture says here that the Lord will not hold the, anyone guiltless. They have to account for that. Mm. They, they mention Jesus Christ is God. His name has to be respected. And so um, uh, here again, I want just to say that uh, um, the, the word vain can mean empty, nothing, worthless, or to no good uh, purpose. You just use it like these guys want to take other wives, slap someone. The, the, the third commandment forbids really us from taking the name of God in, in a manner that is wicked, worthless, or for wrong purposes. And and this, I want just to, to again emphasize that it doesn't mean that we, we have to completely avoid the name of Jesus, uh, of God. The, because the name Yahweh, in my research, I found that the name Yahweh, the Lord, appears some 7,000 times in the altar. So simply to mean that people used to use the name Yahweh, the name of the Lord, their God. So now to, to, we, need, we need to use it. We need to use the name Jesus, but we need to shun from misusing it, just as I've, I've said, in a manner that is wicked, worthless, or for wrong purpose. Yeah, so um, I don't know what what the, these guys uh, can preach on uh, Exodus chapter 20. Or I don't know what you have to say, brother, about you taking the name of. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, it's really just blasphemous. And yet, this is how it is most often used in the charismatic Pentecostal church. It's just a magic mm-hmm. phrase 
at the end of a normally self-absorbed, greedy, or sorely misinformed prayer that's already contrary to Scripture, right? In order to twist God's arm, just because you said in Jesus' name. In fact, it's almost as though many believe after you say in Jesus' name that God is sitting in heaven, and once you say in Jesus' name, he goes, oh, man. I didn't want to do that, but they said in Jesus' name, so now I've got to give them that new jet they just asked for. I think that's what a lot of people think. That's how they approach it, right? If they say in Jesus' name that all of a sudden you've just twisted God's arm and now he has to give it to you or has to do it for you. Uh, It's not any different than the way a modern-day magician would say, hocus pocus, fishbones chocus, and then pull a rabbit out of a hat. It's the equivalent, and and it's blasphemous, right? Just as you say, it's taking the Lord's name in vain. You're actually using the name of God's Son to, to try to manipulate God himself into giving you something that in most cases is contrary to his word. I don't know mm, sure. what could be worse, using God's name in vain or trying to manipulate God or trying to use, I mean, there's so much wrong with that kind of mindset. Here's the thing, mm. and for Christians, you don't have to say the phrase in Jesus' name or in Christ's name every time we pray. Now, I did this with my wife mm. last night. We were talking about that, and you know, just try to pray and, and not use the phrase. You'll feel a little weird, probably, because we're so mm. trained to say it, but yeah. because it's become so normal, I think we've lost the depth of understanding that we should have when we use the I'm not saying we shouldn't use it. I'm just Mm. saying it's become so commonplace that that we don't really revere it anymore when we say it. When when we're yeah. praying in, in Jesus' name, if you're a Christian, it is only because of Christ and the fact that we're in Christ that we can even come before the throne of grace. So if you use that phrase, in Christ we pray, as it's often used towards the end of a prayer, it's not about the name itself, but it's about recognizing the Lordship of Christ. It's about recognizing the supremacy of Christ. It's about recognizing the propitiation through Christ. It's an acknowledgement of the whole person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we should understand when we use Mm. the phrase in Jesus' name or in the name of Christ we pray. When we use that, that's what we should be thinking. If we use it in any other way or manner, really what you've just said, we're taking the Lord's name in vain, especially what we see in the majority of the Pentecostal and charismatic church. And so, you know, we would just appeal to, you know, our charismatic Pentecostal friends and and say, you know, take a step back and think about what your purpose or reason is for using the phrase in Jesus' name. And if it's so that you can get something, if it's so that you can somehow twist God's arm so that he does a miracle for you, just know that you're taking the Lord's name in vain, and that is a serious, serious offense against God. Yeah, yeah so pe- people have really uh, misunderstood using the name Jesus. Because here, you know, people mention that name, uh, as you've just said, it's, to, to them is a magic name that when you pronounce things will happen someone is walking on the on the road and he stumbles over a rock or a stone jesus someone is uh, i mean has an an accident from a motorcycle falling down jesus because they believe that when you are falling down from a motorcycle or whatever and you when and you pronounce that name then nothing will happen to you not have even a single wound so people mention it every time believing that uh, 
when you pro pronounce it, nothing wrong will, will happen. And, and they don't check their lives. After that, they live the way they want. Jesus Christ said, those who love me will obey my command. They don't obey his command, but they want his name, the power under his name to work for them. Yet they live carefully. That, that is to take the name of Jesus Christ as a magic phrase, as magic work for them to give them whatever they want. And that's to me, that, that, to me, that's serious. They have to, to account for Yeah, I mean, that's, it's basically sorcery if you use it that way, you know. Yeah. It, but it's no different than here in the West. People will often pray and they, they give God kind of like their grocery shopping list of all the things mm -hmm. they want. You know, they kind of treat God like Santa Claus who will come and just put all the presents you ask for under the tree and there's there's no respect there's no fear of the Lord there's no recognition of the the person to whom the name belongs the Lord Jesus sure. Christ so when we use that phrase we, we need to understand that we are speaking we, we are praying to the living God we are speaking about his holy perfect son and who who is our Savior and our Lord I mean we have to do that in a reverential way rather than just what witch doctors do you know they say some a few spells and expect power is going to come from that and that's what a lot of christians do they treat really they just treat god like he's a witch doctor and they throw his name around like you would find any any local spell caster we have those in our area too uh some wiccans and yeah it's just a phrase that a lot of Christians treat as though it gives them some magical power. Well, I mean, just think about the statement we read from Paula White earlier. She declared that all troubles and battles would just end. And, and somehow, because she said in Jesus' name at the end of that statement, all of a sudden, the whole world's battles will just end. Well, she did that on, see, when, when was that? That was the 12th of July. It's now the 27th. As far as I can tell, the still world, the world this, still this has very month. Yeah, the, the world still has plenty of battles it's fighting right now. So it, it didn't work. A lot. So brother, someone will someone will will tell you. Yeah, what's wrong with that because we I normally mention in, in the name of Jesus before these guys demon possessed and I see them scream and roll on the ground. I see really demons get out of them. So what's wrong with that? We, because we see the power and I know that that's where they got it from. In their churches, they cannot end their preaching. If any preacher, charismatic preacher cannot end before he puts people down. So now this one will tell you, what, what are you guys talking about? In my church, when I, I mention the name of Jesus Christ, I see people rolling on the ground. So I see the power. So And yet, their lives are just worldly. But they, for them, they just believe that, no, it does not matter how I live my life. When I, I pronounce uh, mention that name, I see actions. I see people rolling on the ground. What can you say about such? I mean, if I slap someone and say, in Jesus' name, I'm going to get a reaction too. But it doesn't mean it was holy and from God. <laughs> sure. But also... Yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys don't know their Bible. Uh, That's the problem, right? I mean, they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't know they don't know the scripture i mean this is why we constantly yeah, they, tell people you need to be in the word regularly yeah so i also know that i want to give two, two answers to that one yeah uh, uh, belzebub belzebul can can chase these small demons and i know many of su such such pastors are are, are operating with the power of Bible. they can just command those lower demons to leave then two one pastor here in Kampala uh, imported, I think I told you this again, Sambaki, imported a, 
a machine from Los Angeles, electrical machine that he put under the carpet in his church, at the pulpit there, I mean, in the front there where the pulpit is. And so that uh, when people come forward or to be prayed by him, someone in a, in a room just uh, press, presses a button and these people feel electrical. Uh, this guy say in Jesus' name, and someone immediately in the room there presses on the button, they fall down. So I'm, I want just to answer these people who, maybe church members who say, what, what, what are you guys talking about? I see my pastor uh, uses the, na the name Jesus, and, and I, I go down, I feel some power entering my body. But this is an, an example that we saw in Kampala here. No one narrated it to us, we saw it. This guy, Chiwede, was called a, a Ugandan missing to this, we know really Chiwede, pastor, false prophet. So they came and the police discovered that, 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 that machine and they got it from there. The guy was in prison. Yeah, so um, no, no, not that, no, my pastor uses the name Jesus Christ and we see, at least you feel something. If someone is not really uh, in Christ, even if you use that name a hundred times, nothing will happen. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's what I wanted just to, to, to give as an answer to those who think that many people, we see many people here, many people use that name and people tremble. No, people can be trembling, but, but from demons again, other demons. How many pastors are going to, okay, here in, in, in Uganda they say, people who go under underwater to get satanic powers, okay, especially in Nigeria, and they, they import them, I mean, the Ugandans go and bring it, uh, those stuff here. So, um, sincerely speaking, a number of pastors are using Satan, and Satan can can can, can chase demons. Well, I agree very well that Satan can chase demons. So. Yeah, we might have a difference of opinion on that. There are lots of thoughts, but let, let me start with this. I'm thinking of, you know, when the Pharisees accused Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Satan, he said, you know, he comments and says, well, basically, no, if if Satan did that, his house couldn't stand. So I'm inclined to believe that a few things. One, people fake this stuff. Now, I believe demon possessions can be real, so I'm not saying that they aren't. But I think a great majority of people, one, they fake this thing, these things. Two, you know, pastors do just like what you were talking about, device that would create a small electrical shock. That's crazy. I've never heard of someone doing that, but it's not surprising, I guess, these days. I feel like I'm I can no longer be surprised. Every so often, I have to recant that because I hear something else that I just thought, all right, now I've heard it all. I'm tempted to believe that a lot of people fake that because, look, if you if people knew their Bibles and they understood that there is an order to God's service, that God expects His worship to be orderly and not chaotic, we'd have to come to the conclusion that it can't be from God. So if just because someone says, in Jesus' name, and people are rolling around, flopping on the ground like fish out of water, doesn't mean it's from God. In fact, it's totally contrary to what God expects in in his worship, like yeah. the tongue issue. We talked about talking in tongues, and when that was a functioning gift, Scripture makes it clear that only two or three, and in turn, were ever to do that. And yet, we walk into places mm. where guys will say, in Jesus' name, and then all of a sudden, 50, 60, 100 people will just start babbling, speaking in tongues, quote, that's in quotes, right? But that's never been the way that those things have happened in Scripture. So if you walk into a service and someone says in Jesus' name and people are rolling around on the floor, what we know for sure is that it is not God because it is contrary to 
what his expectations are in a worship service. So we come back uh, also to... Also, brother. Yeah, go Also, go brother, ahead. you know, I don't, I don't think... I don't know whether they equation the power of this cheese are passed whenever they eat. Because when I was still a, a, a Pentecostal myself, I used to see in my church, let me see, in our church, we had a pastor there, our pastor, and a, a number of people, members of our church, were always on the number of those who could roll on the ground whenever this Sunday, they, 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 they scream, they roll on the ground, then the pastor says, okay, the demons are gone. Next Sunday, among the people who are rolling on the, the ground, that sister and that brother are there. And next Sunday, the following Sunday, and the following Sunday. Then the question is, how many demons were there in the two? The Jesus they call upon does not have power. Because me, I know that the name Jesus is the name above every name. It, 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 it has got all the powers in it. So now, it is called upon every Sunday, every meeting, Friday, in the name of Jesus Christ, and people just fall down and roll. Or continue. That's why I, I want to agree with you that really some people do fake it. It's sort of like before when we talked about how uh, Pentecostals charismatics will, will bind Satan every Sunday. <laughs> and you're like, well, if you yeah. had the power to bind Satan, why do you keep letting him go? You know, um, it, it, <laughs> yeah. or, or Baptists, right? Good, good old Baptists in, in our country, especially, man, they'll baptize. Someone will get baptized like 18 times in their lifetime. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. But oh. one, one person might come up and receive Jesus like four or five, six times. That happens in Africa a lot. I'm yeah. pretty sure if the numbers of people that have been reported to be saved in Africa were all added up, all of Africa's probably been saved like three times. <laughs> Guys will come back and say, you know, three million people, you know, 500,000 people gave their life to Christ and then they'll do a crusade next week mm -hmm. and the same 500,000 people get saved again. You know, our point really is that using the, using the phrase in Jesus' name demonstrates, one, a severe lack of understanding of the importance of who Jesus is, why the name was given to him, the person and work of Christ. And two, as you said, it's, an, it's a grievous sin, right? It, it is a violation of one of the commandments. It is taking the name, the, the name of the Lord in vain. So it's a serious matter. We just want to very yeah. lovingly say, if you're doing that, stop it. Just stop it. And someone now comes out and say, uh, now Nathaniel and Bill, when should I now use the name in the name of Jesus? Because you, you are trying to say you should not be, be using it here and here. And then when should we use it? Should we, should we be using it? Yeah, I mean, and that would be a great question, which I would happily answer. And, and I would say, refer back to what we talked about earlier. As long as when you're using it, you understand you're using it as a recognition of who Christ. You're using it in a way that honors yeah. the Lord. So oftentimes when we come before the throne of God, we're asking for God to help us, you know, preach preach a sermon for instance, right? We're asking God to help us as preachers of the word, or maybe you're praying for giving God thanks for the food at your table. And oftentimes people will, will end in Christ's name we pray. As long as you understand that it's because of Christ that you can come before God and give thanks and uh, ask for his blessing and his help, then then feel free, you know, use it. That, that absolutely, that is the most appropriate for that. Contrary to that, if you're using the phrase in Jesus' name because you think somehow it's going to twist God's arm to give you something, you know, or somehow you, you think that just by tacking that phrase on, it's going to make whatever 
you're wanting or asking for happen, you know, those would be the times that, you know, you're guilty of, of using the Lord's name in vain. And you sh- we should never be using uh, Christ's name that way. So, you know, it comes down to motive and well, we can judge those things outwardly because if you're asking for a brand new car in Jesus' name, I'll just tell you right now, you're probably taking God's name in vain and misusing that phrase as though it's a magical phrase. Now, if, if you if you don't have a car and your your family's struggling to get one or you just need a new one and you're asking God for provision, then fine. But this isn't a declare and decree type of usage. Right. So if if you're caught up in that declaring, decreeing thing, you know, you're misusing God's name and you should repent for it. Right. Yeah. And then in Africa here, brother, um, people are used to, uh, you know, when something scares you, you want to fall on an accident. Me, mommy, you see. And then if someone, you know, they're used to that because when they go to church, now the pastors tell them, now instead of using the name mommy when you come, you are facing trouble and you want to fall on, on an accident, you'd rather use the name. What can you tell? Yeah, again, you know, it's the same thing we've talked about over and over. Jesus's name is not a magic formula that's going to protect sure. you or shield you sure. like some witch doctor spell. And I think in Africa, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my exposure to that kind of thing has really been the individual Rather than going to a witch doctor and letting a witch doctor cast a protective spell over them, they just instead invoke Jesus's name to protect them or shield them over anything. There's no difference, right? God does not promise that we're going to be protected in that way. In fact, as Christians, we are promised hardship and persecution and suffering. And in the midst of that, we're promised the peace of God that surpasses all knowledge. We're promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Um, But we are promised sufferings as Christians, right? We're not promised uh, a life without any kind of suffering, a life of ease and comfort. We aren't promised that at all. Yeah, that's good, brother, because they, you know, we, they also need to know that if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you, you need to know that uh, Romans 8 and 8 applies, that all things work together for good to those who love God. Yeah, so even if he wants you to, to, to die in this car crash, even if you call the name Jesus Christ, if he had planned it that way, even if you mention the name, it, it will change nothing. So they just need to stop using the name of Jesus Christ as a as witchcraft that's witchcraft they need us to trust god and live according to his will his word and rather than just uh, living anyhow and want just to use the name and of his i mean the power of his name protect them and give them and moreover this one who is claiming this guy in the name of jesus christ you know when you go deep and, and ch- search in his heart or her heart you find that it's last he or she has been lasting over this car and now you want to 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 put to use the name just Christ over last over a woman a girl i'm going to marry you so no first go and check there's a sin behind this phrase you just mean jesus name there is sin the sin of last the the sin of of, of jealousy the sin of anger so all, always there are sins behind Company. those yeah uh, those, those phrases that's what yeah yeah i mean without a doubt the way it's used that's probably true in a lot of cases and, and you can tell you know you can tell if someone's just using it 
to manip- to try to manipulate God. And that is the primary way it's used in the charismatic and Pentecostal churches. So, you know, as we wrap up here, Bill, I think we would both just um, encourage our listeners who, you know, maybe they've been using the Lord's name in vain this way. Maybe they have family or friends that have, or, you know, to even a lot of our Reformed brethren who are listening, maybe we just need a fresh reminder of what it means to to use the phrase in Christ's name when we use it. And so, you know, we would just encourage everyone listening to be careful and cautious when when you use invoke the name of the Lord. Use it for the right way, in a way that magnifies God, in a way that honors God, in a way that um, is fitting for the person and work of Christ as our Lord and our Savior. And uh, yeah, so... Thanks, guys, for joining us on today's podcast. Again, just to uh, remind you, we have a new email. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you have topics you would like us to cover, any comments, questions, or prayer needs, you can send that to truthbeknownpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get to those as soon as we can. So we love you guys. Thank you for listening. And until next time, let the truth be known. The Truth Be Known podcast, hosted by Bill Issa and Nathaniel Jolly, is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program, serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device, or listen online at anchor.fm forward slash truthbeknown.